U.S. Open, tennis, day two. Jeannie Branover is here, partner at DHR International Executive Search Company, to talk about what she's seeing in the job market. Jeannie, welcome back. Well, I love being here with you. Well, you wouldn't miss it. The girl who grew up next door to Bobby Riggs and learned to play <laughs> tennis as a child and has loved it ever since. Absolutely. So uh, we know that a lot of people from Wall Street come to the Open. I want to know, a, a year almost ago, Jeannie, you, or at the end of last year, were saying Wall Street's going to do more hiring this year. Have they? Did they pick up the pace yet? Everybody picked up the pace. We're busier. At DHR International, we are busier than I think we've been since 2007. It's unbelievable. I know the jobs report didn't really reflect that, but the CEOs are really driven to build revenue, and they do that through their talent. So we're seeing unbelievable amounts of hiring right now. Is there any part of Wall Street? Is it on the tech side where people want to compete with fintech? Is it on the cybersecurity side? Is it on the sales side? Is it trading? What is it? Where do you see the most growth? It's really all of that. But where we see the most growth, period, is in technology and financial services with technology. So either it's in financial services where they are revving up their technology or it's in fintech or it's in technology itself. And really what it's about When you think about it, big data, right? Huge amounts of data every one of these companies have. And then it expands beyond financial services. We're talking healthcare. We're talking other industries that are also hiring these people. So the trend that we're seeing hugely is everything in technology from PhDs, you know, data scientists, search scientists. They want the best. And don't forget, technology is the driving factor for product. So are companies having to offer higher salaries, more pay, or are people still at the point where they're just happy to get a good job at a good firm? Those days are way behind us right (laughs) now. I mean, clearly, a lot of people are just happy to be employed, but the reality of it is, if you are a person with talent in technology, and through what you do, it can build revenue, you will be in demand, and you will get a higher salary. So it's very competitive in the Silicon Valley to New York. They're everywhere now, so it's not just in one region. Are we not seeing this reflected more in the, the broad national jobs report that covers all industries because these are high-skilled jobs and these are the kind of jobs that are coveted at the same time not often filled and people without the skills just don't even just don't even qualify. Well, you know, that's actually one of the problems. People have to change their skill sets. What I'm always trying to advise young people in school all the way to people that are very experienced, you've got to be today's person. And that, I don't care if you're a CFO, a CEO, anything, you are a technology-driven person. So uh, in terms of tech more broadly than fintech, you still seeing demand there? Absolutely. The same kinds of people all the firms are looking for because that's where they're going to get their market share. And if they have the best product, which is technology-driven, they're going to be the best. Quickly, coding. Should I learn coding? Does it make any difference at this point? I think, Kathleen, you and I should both learn coding. (laughs) Well, Jenny, okay. End of the summer, beginning of autumn, that we're just going to get together and code like crazy. (laughs) We'll come up with a whole new company. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Hey. Oh, don't tell my boss that yet. Okay. (laughs) Jenny Branover continues as we continue our special live coverage here at the U.S. Tennis Open. Day two, taking stock, Bloomberg Radio. Richard Kensback, he's the author of two books, one of them, Federer Nadal. Very important, both of those. Roger's not here, and Nadal's been doing surprisingly well. I'm Kathleen Hayes, and this is Bloomberg. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Day two, Taking Stock, Bloomberg Radio, live from the 2016 U.S. Tennis Open, Flushing, Queens, New York. We are going to take a look now at some of the the big features, some of the big uh, 
themes at this year's Open. We have two very special guests. Jeannie Brandover continues with us. She is a partner at DHR International. She helps important people find big jobs <laughs> on Wall Street and in technology, and she's also an avid, avid tennis uh, player and aficionado. She's out here every year for the Open. And another return engagement, Richard Kent. He's an attorney. He's also uh, covering the Open this year again, part of the media. Author of two books. The one I particularly want to focus on is Federer Nadal. So, Richard, welcome back. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, let's start, though. Roger Federer is not here. Rafa Nadal is, is playing well despite his many injuries of late. But American tennis, when I spoke to Nick Bellatieri, tennis hall of famer, he's the guy who did so much to create tennis training, American tennis needs more investment in its young players. Jack Sock is up in a very important match, an American man actually advancing, potentially, I don't want to jinx him, at the Open. And Ryan Harrison at court 17 with an unbelievable crowd behind him is tied in the second set against Marco Bagdadis, lost the first set 6-3. I mean, those are two great hopes for American tennis. And Jared Donaldson, a great story in this open. So what's wrong with American tennis that we do not, especially on the men's side, and apart from Serena, and I guess her sister, anyway, we don't, we don't get further like we used to. Well, I think if you asked me the question two years ago, I would have said that young athletes are going into other sports. Uh, other sports that they deem to be more lucrative from day one, perhaps, like baseball or basketball or football. But if you're asking me today, with Sock on the court at the uh, at Louis Armstrong and with Ryan at, at beautiful court 17, I've got to tell you, American tennis looks really good right now. And the crowd is huge here, so clearly people care about it. So I personally miss Federer terribly, so... Do you think it's the same kind of open that it was before without well, him? Actually, Federer told me yesterday that he misses you even more. <laughs> oh, my God, you made my day. <laughs> no, it is not the same type of open as it was uh, with Roger. And you could just listen to interviews, and I'll take two of them. Stan Wawrinka, obviously from Switzerland, Roger's doubles partner in the Olympics, not this time, but previous times. And Rafael Nadal, in their post-match interviews, they incorporate Roger's name. So it shows how significant he is to the game still. His uh, Labor Cup, which was announced the Wednesday before the Open started, is huge, is being discussed in the media room all the time. Europe against the rest of the world in um, Czechoslovakia, Prague, next October. And that's a Federer-run event. His agency with Tony Godzik is running it. So Federer is Here. somewhere around the penumbras of this event right now, even though he's, I don't think he's on premises today. Well, I, I do think personally that he just changed tennis and how people wanted to watch him, and they respected him, and he gave an incredible image at a very senior level to mentor correctly in tennis. So he's missed. Can you imagine going to Wimbledon, as I have, for a Murray-Federer match and having the crowd root for Federer? I it's, mean, that, that is, that's almost incredulous. And, and, and let me give you the other example, and that's right here, I believe in 05, when Roddick was playing Federer in the final. Roddick there. went ballistic after, saying, this is my country. I grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm a University of Nebraska football fan. And this crowd is for Roger Federer, and Tiger Woods, of all people, is sitting in Federer's box. Which is unbelievable. So what about this year? What do you think? In terms of... Who's going who's gonna to come out the victor? Well, I picked uh, in my bracket challenge uh, Andy Murray to win it. I think he's playing the best tennis right now. Um, I would have said 42 minutes ago that Chilich was a strong favorite (laughs) to win it. He's 
good chance of losing to Sock today. And Del Potro has far and away the best forehand in tennis, uh, even if Roger was in the game. In terms, in terms of popularity, though, and revenues, though, do we need to have another Roger Federer, Federer and hopefully... You know, I mean, I'm not dissing Novak, Djokovic, or Rafa, who's still playing, but do you have to, because all these guys are getting older, do we need a youngster like that coming up? And same thing on the women's side. Serena's not going to play forever. I think in terms of do we need another Roger Federer, it's really the big four, and it was the big four previously with Lendl, McEnroe, Borg, and Connors, and now obviously Djokovic, Nadal, Murray, and Federer. So it's it's more than Roger. It's, a, it's the fact that he's a part of the big four. So, you know, if it was a Roger isolated in two years with no clear, definable number two or number three, I don't think that would do much for the game. Right. Well, how about the women's side? What are you thinking? I'm thinking Serena's going to win this. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking there's a lot of pressure that was taken off of her by winning Wimbledon. I think she's got a real chip on her shoulder because of what happened last year against Vinci. I mean, I, I don't know how this is going to sound. I don't think that Vinci won that match. I think Serena lost that match. I lost, agree. lost that match, and I think Serena's going to win this. I, I love Madison Keys, who's playing right now. Uh, I think she won the first set. I'm not sure of the score in the second set, but she's a, she's going to be a great, great player. And Wozniacki is playing a lot better. I, I watched her in New Haven some eight days ago lose in the first day, and I said she's done. And now it looks like the Wozniacki, who was number one in the world for eight weeks at mm-hmm. one point in time, little known fact, of old. Do you think the Olympics are going to affect Serena at all emotionally or mentally? In what way? Well, she didn't. She didn't really do that well, correct? I I, I think that's long behind. Her. Oh, good. Yeah, okay, I, so I, you know what? I'm a normal person. She's not. So I guess that doesn't affect her. Yeah. No, I went to her opening press conference. Oh, so and, she's psyched. And it's it seemed like a non-issue. Okay, I mean, that's the Olympics good. are huge, obviously. Uh, but I don't think that's going to impair Serena's performance. All right. Well. Just getting started. Richard Kent, thank you so very much for joining us. His uh, uh, Federer Nadal, one of his books. Roger Federer back on top as well. There you go. So you see, and you can, Richard I Kent. I like that. You can, I'm sure you can find his book many places. He's, he's got such a got good mind for tennis. Jeannie Branover, thanks for joining thank us. Thank you. Partner at DHR International, helping us uh, dive into tennis and the excitement and the business of it as well. Coming up, our exclusive Bloomberg interview with Vladimir Putin. I'm Kathleen Hayes. This is Bloomberg.